0: Welcome to Just a Phase, a podcast about modern parenting. Episode 29, Back from the Dead.
1: Like Charlet's throne to Sean Penn, we straight up ghosted you. But we're back. Uh, today we're going to be talking about what the heck we've been up to.
0: And uh, being a swim dad, making bows, and love for Moana.
1: Hi, I'm Whitney Crispell, mom to two girls, ages three and one.
0: And I'm Drew Ludwig, father to three daughters that are 11, 8, and 6. And please don't forget that we may swear on this podcast.
1: We're this, back! <laughs> this
0: podcast that has been gone for so long.
1: We totally ghosted all of you. And and we apologize I'm for sorry. the void in your lives. It was, it was not intentional. We just, yeah.
0: We had to rush into the podcast studio because of the wailing and the gnashing of teeth and the outcry uh, we owed it to the nation
1: <laughs> we did I actually since we've been on this little unplanned break I had my first like person come up to me and was like are you the the woman that does the podcast and I was like "Yes."
0: how do you get recognized from I guess your our picture is know. on the material I don't
1: know but I feel like the <laughs> like picture I've
0: seen your voice somewhere but I
1: also feel like the picture is like the nicest I look, like you I don't look
0: like you though.
1: Yeah, you look like you. But like I don't know. I, I just remember that day being like, I don't look anything like that photo right now. I've got like glasses and my hair looks insane. But whatever. Anyway, it was nice to meet this listener. So we're back for Is you. that
0: I I mean I know that we've gotten beyond our circle of friends. No,
1: that's what I mean. It's but, I didn't know this. But listener. did they know me? No. <gasps> No, she said she. We're she, stranger famous. I know. She said she. <laughs> I know. We're back to talk about our fame, folks. <laughs> but she said that that it helped her like through some postpartum periods. Oh, like. That's maybe awesome. she found it through that episode and some oh. of the promotion we did around that. So.
0: See, it's not about being famous. It's about making a difference. We're
1: here to help people. How
0: are we going to make a difference today, Whitney? <laughs>
1: So yeah, we're back, and we promise we will come up with a more predictable schedule.
0: Yes, we moving will.
1: forward, and we'll let you know about that very soon. Um, we will not ghost you um, again. So I, yeah, we won't. We won't. So what? I've I've seen you, but we, but we haven't, haven't talked about
0: parenting. Yeah, and I've poli- really missed. Stuff, I know. I've, and now we don't have to talk about politics on the, yeah, on we're the gonna, show. We're
1: gonna. We're gonna. But okay. But i really missed having, like, dedicated time to talk about parenting with you. So what is going on, Drew? How's your family?
0: My family is good. My daughter, uh, since our last show, has become a swimmer. Um, I mean, she knew how So many things knew how have happened. Swim, <laughs> but, like, she joined a competitive swim team. And once upon a time, I was on a competitive swim team. So I had all kinds of parental feelings and pride and anxiety and working really hard not to be a swim dad uh because it, it, I don't know if you've ever watched urban middle school competitive swimming but uh they've got a lot to learn <laughs> like I wanted to coach every kid <laughs> wanted to like talk to the coaches and volunteer I wanted to like but just you held yourself back you watched and I clapped and I watched and I clapped I, I coached Casey just a little a little bit <laughs> yeah but only a little bit
1: yeah my niece swam, and we went to some of her meets when they were in town because sometimes she would be at, like, the, the uh, ECC's giant pool downtown. ECC's
0: town. got a fancy pool.
1: And here's the thing. It, you're, I'm sure you're aware of this, but being a swim parent I mean, means, like, a lot of time in, like, a sweaty gym bleacher situation. Oh, yeah. Situation. It does not
0: smell good there. No. It's not I just remember
1: my sister-in-law bringing, like, like a briefcase of like books and stuff to do, and then she would have like the forty five seconds. Of the dot and we would all go crazy, and it was fun. We all came, but yeah.
0: so my my dad uh, was a is a florist, mm-hmm. uh, and around holiday time, a big product is fruit baskets, and, and this is going somewhere. Every every fruit basket. <laughs>
1: it's not just a random. This is a
0: floral podcast now. <laughs> every fruit basket has a bow on it. And my dad is like me in that he's kind of like ADHD and fidgety, mm-hmm. um, and he he's unlike me in that he doesn't believe in wasting time. Uh, so, like when he went to like my concerts and my athletic events and everything like that, he always had a bolt of ribbon and a garbage bag. And <laughs> <laughs> would watch oh, and man. tie bows the whole time, again and again and again. Bow, bow, Because you go through so many bows.
1: People who didn't know like the context were probably like, what is this guy up to yeah
0: yeah yeah. but that's the other way that my my dad is unlike or is like me and it's like he doesn't care what people think yeah i'm I'm a a guy making bows back off where do you make your bows i do it at my kids concert i do it at swim meets i do it at volleyball games
1: oh my god (laughs) that's great
0: how into this swim meet do you expect me to be
1: i love it I love it.
0: So uh, that's what's going on in my oldest daughter's life. I can talk more about my kids, but do you want to tell me what's going on with your family? Uh,
1: So Viv has turned three. I now have a three year old. That's a big number. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, like, she, I feel like right around her third birthday, I don't know. She just, I, I mean, kids are always changing, always going through developmental leaps, but it def- definitely kicked in like full toddler, dumb in terms of like tantrums and mm. added like mood swings and things like that. And also really awesome. Like I-, I just feel like suddenly she's just able to do so many more things. Like she could, we can do like art projects together and ha- just have different conversations. And um, so that's really fun. And I can say yeah. the
0: same thing about my six year old. Hmm. Like, Totally new, like set of abilities and capabilities, and like we have like regular Uno time and like real conversations and complete meltdowns. Yeah, like tired, hungry, like just had too much, and it's just it's over. Yeah,
1: isn't so. it amazing though how like, they they shift like that? Like, well, I mean, not, I'm not talking about the moods; that is also amazing, but just that they it's they make these big leaps and they're like a new kid. Yeah, brand new.
0: Speaking Toys. Of big leaps. Uh-huh. My daughter, my oldest daughter, the one who's now a swimmer. This will probably embarrass her if she ever listens to the podcast. But come on, like that's gonna happen
1: first. By the time she's like old enough to, it'll be some other thing.
0: First day of health class was this week. Ooh, she was very nervous about that
1: health class. Like,
0: like talking about sex health class oh well I don't even know if they're like talking like she told me they're gonna talking talk about, about bodies puberty. all right yeah bodies and puberty I don't even know if it's gonna get to sex but
1: time for you know. to go back and re-listen to our podcast with Christina I, was doing that for fun. <laughs> I will say the word
0: <laughs> um yeah but it's fun she she was totally freaked out but she had so much misinformation not not information <laughs> from me or her friend was like yeah the class started yesterday and we watched a movie and it had naked people in it and my daughter is so gullible that she believed that they were going to and it, that it was a co-ed class so she's like dad I'm going to have to watch a movie with naked people in it with boys in the room
1: oh man and I was like you tell me if that happens yeah please but it ain't but... going to happen <laughs> What is she? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. That's yeah. That's when I yeah. That's when we had our first. I was in Catholic school, and it was called Family Life. But it was actually yeah. I had to say it was pretty progressive for for Catholic. Yeah, I mean obviously we they had like a anti-abortion message, but like we in fifth grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we like blatant
0: or like subtle.
1: Yeah, I mean we. Throughout my time there, we wore, like, we had a month, like, a respect life month where we oh, all yeah, had I've to wear, that. like, yeah. like okay. respect life roses. Actually, early Whitney Troublemaker refused to wear mine. I don't even know where the hell I got that. Like, my parents were, I mean, my parents are pro-choice, oh. but they didn't put that in me. And I just was like, I'm not wearing this. They can't tell us to. <laughs> Your um,
0: parents did not fight back.
1: No. But anyway, they showed us, like, a video of a baby being born. Wow. And... um. Which, I don't know. I thought, like, it was, I mean, it was graphic.
0: <laughs> so. I don't feel like there's non graphic births.
1: That. Yeah. That's true.
0: You've been through more births than I have. <laughs> it's like, true. But I just was surprised that, video that it was very they showed health great. class is the last one I watched.
1: I just feel like now it would be maybe it would be a little more sanitized, but maybe I'm wrong and if you're a health teacher, you can tell us. But this one was like very seventies, like lots of like body hair. <laughs> it's like flashing back to me now. I anyway. I don't remember body
0: hair. Maybe I did see a different one. Yeah.
1: But so I'm like so going back to me. Room. Oh, the yeah. other big thing the other thing is that cc is walking now finally yeah um and that and is she had a
0: birthday too didn't she
1: that was in december
0: have we had an episode yes. since oh, yes. i, I yeah. lost track
1: I know but yeah no she's so she's walking and that has coincided with a um with, uh, like a super clingy phase which i guess is like developmentally appropriate like when they have some big leap that oh leads my, them I'm towards independent. independent exactly yeah. but it so it's been a little annoying. So if you, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if you don't
0: tell the story of how that manifested today, I,
1: will. <laughs> I had to like sneak Drew into my house, like, like
0: back door. Yeah, I was like whisper. I was like
1: don't, don't. I was down. like shh. <laughs> I can't let I can't let the baby see me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And we're hiding in a in a closet to record the
1: podcast. Yeah. We're not in the closet. We're in my sewing room. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The other thing that I want to tell tell you all is that I went to Puerto Rico in February again, and I got to meet up with um, Diana, who I interviewed last year. Um, she was one of our parent crushes. And so I got to hang out with her and her family again, and that was awesome. Does we, she
0: remain a parent crush?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We need to do another parent crush. I know we do. I while. know we do.
1: But um, that was really fun. And I just have to, to say, in terms of a travel with kids, the... The kids were, like, so much easier this time around. I think we just hit a good stage for both of them. Like, the difference between last year's trip and this year's trip, we could, like, actually eat out at restaurants and they would, you know, it wouldn't be, like, a disaster from the get-go. It would be, like, well, we have an hour until it becomes a disaster. Let's do this. So, yeah.
0: Have I told the story of Courtney's first time in a restaurant with us? No. No. Maybe it wasn't first time. It was early on. It was Casa de Pizza. Buffalo listeners will remember when that place was open. And she was in a high chair. Not like a high chair with a tray. Like the kind that you push Mm -hmm. up to the table. And um,
1: (laughs) I hate those high chairs, by the way.
0: Okay. Stupid story. (laughs) But it just cracks me up still thinking about it. She was pushed up to the table and she sneezed. And she sneezed with such force that she bounced her head off the table. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just came up with <laughs> this stunned look, like sneezing was enough, but I'm pretty sure I hit my head when I sneezed. Did
1: she freak out, crying?
0: Uh, she did cry. Yeah, it, but it was one of the. It, it was the scary kind of cry where there's like three or four seconds of silence. Oh like, god, what happened? Oh, okay, I guess it hurt. Now I'm gonna cry. So
1: yeah, that silent. The silent scream has been what Cece's been doing this week. Occasionally, when I leave the room, when oh. no, so. That's yeah. how annoying it is right now. But yeah, okay. I love her. I, I won't cute. let him know that I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she'll,
0: she'll grow out of that.
1: Yeah. So. Um, finally before we get to our main discussion, although if you have something else, you can tell me. I just want to acknowledge that you finally watched Utopia. No, I had watched it. No, I think you Yeah, but then well one uh, I watched. Fine, it in you the lied theaters. at one point.
0: <laughs> no, I I told the truth in that like when you <laughs> talked about shipping the relationship between them I was like between Judy
1: Hopps and Nick Wilde
0: (laughs) yeah I and I'm not on a first name basis with the characters the way that you are I mean it's in my top three children's films okay
1: all right so I was confused because yeah I thought you had recommended it at one point yeah (laughs) okay all right
0: I had just never seen the relationship until you Pulled the scales back for my. So eyes. now you do. Oh, once it's in your head, you can't not see
1: it. Yeah, they, they flirt constantly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Did I
1: did I, I tell you this? And I'm sorry, everybody, if I'm repeating Zootopia rumors. <laughs> but that Zootopia two may focus on their relationship.
0: Oh, I didn't even. Let's know hope. I feel like they pretty much have to. Oh, yeah. You, you shouldn't flirt with your coworkers. Like they're partners now. I That's mean, a in a working sense.
1: Yeah, oh, I know. That will be complicated, too. It'll be <laughs> not wait. Gender dynamic. Yeah.
0: I, Maybe you should write a spec script.
1: <laughs> Just so. some fan fiction. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we are going to talk about politics. Um,
0: Being these... a parent in this political moment. Yeah,
1: I want to talk about that. Um, so... Part of the, I, you know, part of the reason, I mean, yeah, part of the reason that I I think this took us a little bit of time to get back here um, was logistical on my end. Um, I think I'm talking about before, Viv goes to daycare two mornings a week, and that's one of those mornings is actually usually the time that Drew and I record when I only have one kid underfoot. Um, and so – Since January, there have been, I think, over 100 threats to local Jewish community centers, synagogues, you know, Jewish-related organizations. And Viv's uh, daycare, which is at our local GCC, was one of them. And we basically in the aftermath of that we sent her a couple times and then Sean and I both started having like a lot of anxiety on the nights before we would send her in yeah. and we're in a pretty privileged position in that she I'm home still with the kids on most most of the time and so I don't have we didn't her. have to send her and so we just made a decision to like just take a pause until we knew more about what was going on and we actually just sent her back this week and it's been so wonderful um so we probably we took about I would say like 3 weeks, probably a 3 week break there. Um but I don't know. I it was it was it was tough on a lot of different levels, like sitting in your kids preschool with other parents talking about the bomb threat and like sitting there with law enforcement it, You know, agents is like not not a parenting rite of passage that I that you want, and that like is even anywhere near normal, at least in this country, right? And in in my community that I've been a part of, my experience. Um, And this might be an obvious thing to say, but I am willing to take risks with myself on political issues or standing up to things, but it, it. it really hit home for me that I am just so much like when it comes to my kid, like I,
0: you don't want to take a risk with your kid.
1: No, which again, sounds obvious, but, but when I was faced with it, I, I really struggled with like not sending her in. Cause I felt like it was just, I didn't want to abandon like the JCC. It's not their fault. Like I didn't want to be a wuss about it. Well,
0: and it's a thing where like a lot of times like privilege is associated with like shame. Right. And like I feel like part of the the guilt comes from just knowing that like there are other kids that don't have the freedom to opt out of the dangerous situation right. that their mere existence it places them in danger, and um, so we feel our privilege that oh we can shelter and protect our kids a little bit more and uh ought we do that when other parents don't have the option. Um and I've I've struggled with that question myself, but I mean ultimately like I would love to remove that question not by putting my kids at risk, but by making the world safer for right. all the people. Right. Right. And and I think I mean most people try to avoid even knowing that they have the privilege to avoid that question, right? Um, so, like, you still you get your gold points, your your star or whatever, right? And I know yeah. it's not about that. No, I know. But uh, but I this isn't Whitney therapy. But
1: <laughs> are you I, sure? <laughs> uh, well,
0: I I feel like there's I don't think that there's there's shame in recognizing that you can do something for your kids that other people can't do, and and still doing it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So. No, I know. No, I know. And I, I mean, we, that's ultimately the decision that we made. And I feel okay about it. Um, it was the right one. But And then actually yesterday, yeah, I think it was yesterday, um, news broke that they caught the person behind the vast majority of them.
0: And he wasn't the bad guy we expected him to no,
1: be. He no. He's an Israeli dual citizen. He lives in Israel, Jewish man. Jewish kid. I mean, he's like 19, 19. Well, he's 19, but he's been doing this for several years. So he was doing it before he was of av- age. It's, cra- it's yeah. crazy. So I, I, I have a lot of, I just and have so just, many feelings yeah. about this. And
0: one more fact about him, at least that I saw, and I don't like demonizing mental illness. I love people with mental illness. I'm a person with mental illness. I work with people that have mental illness. But there was a report that he had a brain tumor that affected his right. behavior. Right. So it, uh, uh, racist behavior isn't rational at all, but like it's rational with the assumptions of anti-Semitism and white supremacy and everything like that. Yeah. And so when it's a Jewish person calling in bomb threats to the JCC, I don't know if there's some comfort in that. It was extra disordered thinking. Right. Um, if it was. And I feel like all these reports are preliminary right. and early. Right. Um, yeah, but.
1: Yeah. So the other piece of this is that I didn't, I really didn't know what to do in terms of telling Viv why she just suddenly wasn't going to school. So I just didn't really <laughs> acknowledge it. Like she just, yeah, she
0: was she in the daycare when it was evacuated?
1: No, it actually happened on, the the threat at RJCC happened on President's Day and the early child care center was actually closed, thankfully. So there were no children in the building, which was great. That they didn't have fortunate. to go through that. Yeah. Um, I guess they practice like drill like fire drills all the time, so that's how they would have treated it. It yeah. obviously would've felt different to the kids, but um Yeah, I didn't, I just, I I thought about it, you know, Sean and I talked about it, we thought about it a little bit, about what to tell her, but we just, just didn't really say much of all, much about it at all, just said, I think a couple times, like, oh yeah, you'll go back soon, and that was it, she didn't really care. (laughs) I mean, she's still young enough where she was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. This means we get to go, you know, to the zoo on a Tuesday or Thursday, cool. (laughs) Yeah, and three-year-olds forget a lot. And then they remember a lot of random shit, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but That's they do. Absolutely true. They do. So, so yeah, I yeah, I don't know. How are your? I know. So I also wanted to talk about. Um, you, you've mentioned before how your kids have a lot of friends who are, uh, new refugees. Yeah. Um, I think one of their schools is. Has a pretty one or maybe more than one of their schools has a pretty big refugee population.
0: Yeah, it's it's just my middle child's school that has the heaviest refugee population. Mm-hmm. The other schools are are pretty diverse, but it's uh, it's mostly white, black, Hispanic folks that have been around for a little bit longer. Uh, but there's uh, quite a few uh, Burmese kids, especially in my middle kid's school. Um, and I mean, when they have culture night, all the cultures are there. Yeah, um, so. It's um and there there were kids that were definitely like frightened at the election uh, of Donald Trump. Um and I haven't seen as much of that lately. Um actually one of the there was a recent uh fire in Buffalo, an apartment mm-hmm. building that ninety people lived in and uh they had to evacuate and move and most of them lost all their possessions and one of them was one of my Daughter's classmates, Um, and like that was a really good. I I mean, it's obviously not good that the place burned, but the school like rallied and got new uniforms and new other clothes and really showed a lot of support and love. Um, So, like the community within the school is is very healthy, and um, yeah, I do feel like they've. kind of created a bubble um where the kid doesn't stress so much the, uh, my my middle child doesn't stress so much
1: um, yeah you think, kid, and you credit you credit that some to the the atmosphere that the school's created
0: i I think so
1: yeah, that's great if yeah. so I mean I think I think it's I mean childhood is short and yeah. to be able to exist in that face and
0: yeah. I mean i be think be a kid is yeah. important. And it's not that they're completely isolated from the outside world. I i think I told this story on the podcast where, you know, when they were talking about the election, you know, she mentioned that there were two two kids in her entire class that wanted Trump to win. Uh one was an American born kid that had a grudge against a refugee kid and wanted that refugee kid deported. Uh what? Yeah. Um, holy
1: shit (laughs) that's crazy well
0: but the crazier is the other one was a refugee kid who wanted Donald Trump to win because he missed his home and he wanted to get sent home it's like yeah (laughs) Um, so so that's just to point out that they're not entirely isolated from all the drama right but uh, I I don't know I mean maybe it's my eight year old's white privilege that she like she does compartmentalize it, I think. And so I don't hear about it all the time if the other kids are talking about it, if they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh talking politics and race with a six-year-old. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, walking home from the bus stop and we had to take a little detour because there's broken glass on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. which has happened before because there's a bad landlord near our bus stop. And she says, are they going to clean it up? And I said, I don't know. They don't complain. They don't clean up until I complain. And she says, until you call the police. And, and I said, I don't call the police. I call the city. Uh, you know, Buffalo has a 311. Uh, and she says, who do you call it, the city? <laughs> I was like, wow, she's into this. Like, All right, and, I'm going to go uh, there. And I was like, I, I call the mayor's office. And she goes, the mayor's office? who's that? <laughs> Where's where he? And she had an art show at City Hall. So I was like, he's he's in... Oh, no. Before that, my feminist daughter said, is the mayor a he or a she? Love it. Yeah, Love it. Uh, and I said, our mayor's a he. Uh, he works in City Hall. And she remembers she had an art show there. And she goes, what's his name? And I said, Byron Brown. And she goes, is his name Byron Brown because he's brown? <laughs>
1: and I'm like, <laughs> Uh, Coincidence Yes
0: He has brown skin But there's lots of people With the name brown <laughs> Proud to have a black mayor.
1: Such a good kid question Oh, oh my god
0: Yeah oh. But also my six year old Is even less quiet than I am So like we're walking past the Sidewalk with broken glass And she's like shouting like Are
1: you calling the cops Gonna drop the dime on these guys Oh my god
0: nope, nope, we're good. We're all good. Let's go home, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had another friend who's growing in his political activity and who's considering civil disobedience. Um, and he asked me if I have talked to my children about the possibility of getting arrested. Mm. And I had to confess that I have not. Yeah. Um, I haven't done any, I've done actions where I've, uh i placed myself in situations where I may be arrested, um, but I have never uh, intentionally done a thing with the intent of being arrested. I've never insisted on being arrested. Right. Uh,
1: You've risked it, but not insisted.
0: Yes. Uh, and I probably will at some point in my life uh, insist, because I think that's an effective and valid method of, of resisting unjust laws. Um, but... Oh, I don't know how. Like, I I think I know how I'm going to talk to my kids about it, but not look for looking forward to that discussion. Of, um, I mean, I think we'll go back to Dr. King. I was going to say, a yeah,
1: there's some great. I mean, there are so many great examples from from past movements to to pull from. Yeah, that yeah. I think kids can understand. I think they can, yeah. and
0: they will. But I felt bad that I didn't have any very helpful stuff for my friend. <laughs> that very moment and I wondered like do you risk arrest without preparing your children Uh, Mm. and I think that really depends but um, given that uh, my wife spends uh, a lot of time caring for them and like in Buffalo it tends to be that people if they get arrested are released the same day at least white protesters when they get arrested are released the same day so like they could, they could not know, right? Right? So right. They'd probably see the stress on my wife's face, but
1: but yeah. it's yeah, unlikely you would be gone for like a week,
0: right? Yeah, that would not be pleasant in the least no. bit.
1: No, it wouldn't. Yeah.
0: So have you <laughs> talked to your kids about your can Carl activity, or have they observed it?
1: Mm, I mean, they. They've seen me make signs. So we've talked about this before. We have a, a really we have a racist school board member in Buffalo and there's um, many of us, myself inclu- included, who are trying to get him removed yeah. from and the school board.
0: Not racist like everybody's a little bit racist, Avenue Q, like right. blatant specifically, like the racist people say, Well, you really shouldn't say it that way, Carl.
1: Right. Yes. Unapologetic, <laughs> like double doubles down. Yep. H- like horrific Dixon. horrific like yeah has made national news for his comments and bigotry multiple times yeah um yeah uh no i haven't really talked to them about it too much I- again like they're still like i mean cc has no idea what's going on <laughs> um you know viv could still dart too um you know she's made she's helped me make some signs a few times but so far they've been pretty insulated from it
0: and she hasn't learned any chance no yeah that's when i knew i was over the line yeah when my daughters were chanting
1: but i've been so between this between this like yeah i've been i've been very active with getting the school board member removed which has um resulted in me developing a lot of relationships with like local education activists um and then our our buffalo parent teacher organization and i kind of i sort of figured that once my kids were involved in public schools that it was only a matter of time before i became an education activist yeah but i was telling one of them recently i was like damn it like my kids aren't even in school and i'm already like i'm, I'm there i'm already there <laughs> like i yeah um and and but anyway, i'm I'm you know, I'm excited about that, but it's been it's been on, yeah, I've just it, our school system and specific issues of in, in Buffalo have been on my mind a lot lately. Um, you know, I, I one of them, and we I know we have a lot of we have listeners who aren't in Buffalo, um, but I still think that this and situation happens in Buffalo
0: happens. Everywhere. Yeah,
1: um, we have a, a a really prestigious high school. city honors it's like a one of like nationally ranked high schools in the country and um
0: consistently in the top 10 national yeah
1: yeah and drew and i actually have a lot of friends who graduated from there um and they long story short the school in i would say the past you know 15 years or so went from being a racially diverse Yes. Institution because of a desegregation order that right. was in place through the mid nineties.
0: And the desegregation order said that the racial balance of the school had to be approximately equivalent to the racial balance of the city. So right. Buffalo was is sixty percent minority. Did I have the percentages correct? Yeah. And, and I, so I thought the
1: school district was even more at this point today. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: whatever it was, it had to match that right. percentage. Right. Right. And then they dropped that. Right. Um, and now it is uh, not entirely white, but very much a white school.
1: I mean, it to the point where it's like there's just, there's tons of, there are tons of students who will go to private elementary schools and then their parents um, get them tested into city honors and they go there. And, and so not it's not only become,
0: private schools, but suburban schools. There are suburban right. parents. Yep that will have a property or would be even in consideration of buying a home in the city and they will test to be in this, in the school district uh, before purchasing a place in the city. And then Mm -hmm. if they get into city honors, then move to the city.
1: Yeah. And there's also, so, so that's like, that's an issue. And, and, and the reason why it's come up a lot lately is because the school district changed their policy um, to basically say that, they they have like an IQ test to get in. That's right. basically what it is.
0: Which is a whole other problem. Whole other but issue. That's a that's another
1: show. IQ test to get in. If there is a tie in scores, mm-hmm. then the in to break the tie, the student with more Buffalo Public Schools history wins the tie. Yeah, so it has an advantage over private and charter school students. That's the
0: tiebreaker after the merit score, just to make that really explicit, because people are losing their shit over a tiebreaker. Right, right.
1: And there's just been a lot, locally there's been a lot of, a lot of disturbing convers like a lot of disturbing discussion about this, a lot of great discussion too. I mean, I've, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, this, people like, fetish size is that the right did i say that correctly fetish sorry, size yeah. <laughs> like city honors like it's the only game in town and are become obsessed with it um and you know to the detriment of other really quality district high mm-hmm. schools um you know but also a lot of really good conversations about about race and, and about white privilege and i was at the school board meeting last week and just really witnessed this just kind of shocking display of entitlement from some white private school parents who insinuated that they care more about their children's education than other parents and and then had the gall to to claim that their ch- their white children were being subjected to reverse racism because of this policy which is crazy
0: it's bs
1: folks like this is a policy that is going to that is existing to help to effectively desegregate yep. a school? Like, well,
0: come on! Like, it doesn't even start to do. No, it doesn't. It,
1: it like scratches the surface.
0: Right, and, and then just so I had my first city honor six. Exp-
1: yeah, first I wanted you to talk about that. Yeah. So
0: I, t- I, told you my kid's a swimmer. Uh, I mean, four weeks of a swim team. I don't know if it's her identity yet, but anyway, <laughs> it's it will <laughs> well, be
1: if I have anything to <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> At her school, which is. A good one, and actually a selective one, uh, Olmstead for Buffalo listeners, uh, but more racially diverse, especially in the middle school, once all the people evacuate to city honors. Uh, her school, high quality school, good technology in the classrooms, great auditorium, uh, underfunded music program, but better funded than most other places, right? Uh, their their pool, swimmers will know like how appalling this is, is 20 yards long. Um, its pools are supposed to be twenty five yards long mm. and six lanes wide, and there's this four lanes wide, right? Uh, and so, like, it's just kind of a lousy pool and th- the hot, sweaty environment, right? Like when I watch the swim meet, like there are bleachers, but there's enough parents and k- there's not enough deck space for the kids to sit on the deck, so the kids sit in the bleachers, which takes up oh two of the four rows of the bleachers, and then like parents just kind of squeezing around them, uh, and and so like they can use and this is for a combined middle school and high school uh so oh wow yeah uh so uh not the highest quality uh stuff and then i got to go to the city honors athletic complex uh and like i don't think i'm exaggerating when i use that for, i think they like there's a whole separate wing with the uh, they don't say notatorium, uh, but the swimming pool and the the gym and like a big fancy lobby in between. It's an Olympic sized pool. It was well, all right. I don't even know. Someone
1: it. told me that, but I don't People know if she, say that knew all what the she time was talking about
0: <laughs> the Olympics, they swim meters uh, long course. Okay. And it's not. All right. But it's a regulation pool for okay. high school swimming. Uh, and it's eight lanes wide, which is better than, like, I was, I swam in suburban school districts with some nice ones, Mm -hmm. uh, and none of them had an eight lane pool, like six lane is like pretty standard, uh, two springboard diving boards, which is also, uh, electronic timekeeping, which has become standard in the suburbs, but no other city has it. Uh, and you know, most of the suburban schools, they didn't have the live scoreboard. So it's nice. It's real nice and spacious seating, like the hot, sweaty environment. Like I could be like my dad and spread out, make some bows if I wanted to. Uh, so, like, it's it's really, really like high quality, top flight. Like, if I was if I was a swimming dad, swimming dad, like that's where I would want my kid to go. Um, and it's
1: not that it's bad for those kids to have access to that. Like, uh, of course they want you on that, but at the expense of like they should have it and then no one else should. It's, well, yeah. It,
0: it, it, like, and I'm not even... saying it's,
1: it's too much for all kids. Like it just should be available to everybody.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. Like, uh, swimming is, is such a, such a sport that there is no, um, city league swimming where, wait, well, maybe there is. I, I do think that the high schools still compete against one another, mm-hmm. but I also think that they compete as the city league okay. against other schools. Um, and, and I do think that if my kid ends up on a high school swimming team, she might end up training and competing in that pool. Right. So I, I kind of like the way that, you know, the football teams play at all high stadium, regardless of. So, like, I understand some combining resources and things like that. But City Honors, like, they didn't fund all that stuff with public money they funded all of that stuff with the alumni association which is like the way of like passing down the privilege from the previous students of the school to the future students of the school it's creating this weird like i know public, and i private,
1: you made a facebook post about that and people were like well it, you know the school the school district isn't allotting any more money to city honors it's the alumni foundation that's giving them all these fancy things and but i was like right this is, is doing, the point
0: is fund, funneling some students into the fancy special thing funded by the alumni and keeping others out, uh, and right?
1: And and also just like it's uh, other school, other Buffalo public high schools like don't have the. Yeah,
0: I just it's like it's, they don't have the resources.
1: It, yeah, and and, they don't and have the existence of like the super rich alumni association like is part of the point. Like right. The resources are so tightly concentrated. So anyway, I, and I've like been part like of the
0: solutions that people have talked about is like starting a second city honor school. But if you do that, do you split the alumni association, mm-hmm. or does the alumni association mm-hmm. say, "Well, this one is the real one, mm-hmm. right?" Or is like it's so complicated and messed up, and
1: yeah,
0: and who we are in yeah. the thick of it, and so the way so, you feel guilty about. Uh, you know, sending taking your kid home from the JCC, right. like I get to have my guilt about sending my kid to a charter school where the landlord that profits from the charter school is the racist member of the school board that we. Oh, before. it's owned by
1: his company. I didn't know it's owned by alligator Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. So a lot of the charter schools are, yeah, including right, the one right, my right, kid right, goes right, to. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's on the school board, um, of the charter school, or maybe his kid is, but
1: yeah, uh, someone is.
0: Yeah, someone with his connections to him um and then uh you know do i do i send my kids do i try to send my kids to city honors because i want them to get i want them to get a good education but my kids also have anxiety and like that is a high anxiety place yeah i think so you it got might you, not be the best no but i think them. you
1: just need to do, make that call based on your kids needs and and hey one of your kids is charter so she'll be down the line, should there be she a tie? gets
0: a little bit. Yep.
1: I don't yep. see you raging.
0: My kid doesn't need to worry about tiebreakers. <laughs> that's that's loser talk. Uh, Coming first, you don't have to worry about tiebreakers. That's what I really wanted to yell at the folks. Like, if you're so much better, then don't worry about this. Right, right. right. Like, if you care more about your kid's education, run more. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Bah.
1: All right. Let's move on to person placer thing.
0: Okay. Um, Do you have one? I've I've got two, but I'm not sure if I've done one before. Okay,
1: I'll tell you. So
0: have I? Have I done? I'm not going to argue with you as my thing. No. It's my new favorite parenting uh, phrase. <laughs> yeah. So and and I also use it uh, in my groups at the at the mental hospital where sometimes. People will insist on things that are rooted in delusion. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll use it in theological discussions at the church. It's just a great phrase to use. Um, So when someone says a thing and it is obviously wrong, and children do this all the freaking time, uh, you can say your truth, right, and say this is how it's going to be, and they'll start to, and you just say, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, and And
1: then what do you do, walk away?
0: So that, with your
1: kids specifically.
0: So with my kids specifically, um, I, uh, I usually don't walk away. I usually just say like, and and so you'll see eventually, right? Uh, it, it, it so this it's a phrase that works in a lot of situations, but it's diff- Like, the, what comes next is also different in different situations. Um, sometimes it's uh, I'm not going to argue with you, but. This is what I'm asking you to do, and this is the consequence if you don't do it right mm-hmm. um, so uh it but it to me it's it's just i I started using it all the time almost on accident, but it's a great way of like owning like your position and not and being detached enough that it doesn't like spiral into uh power struggle like, I like so it. that's that's the that's that works the, for kids yeah exactly so own your stuff but don't power struggle and the way that that comes out for me is i'm not going to argue with you and and so like a lot of times sometimes instead of like uh walking away because you can't always walk away it just turns into repeating that phrase Mm -hmm. so they'll still insist on the thing that doesn't seem to be related in reality right it's like the louis louis ck bit where he's talking about pig newtons Mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. and she's like they're pig newtons daddy and he's like I'm, and he goes on to like this rage like it's less funny but what louis ck could have said is i'm not going to argue with you right right and then she says they're pig newtons and you say i'm not gonna argue with <laughs> you, right, right right and you right. just stay on that and once they realize they can't have the argument which is what they really want then something else happens I like it. Yeah,
1: I like it. That's can a good we, recommendation. Can we put
0: a clip to that Pig Newton's spit yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's hilarious. Or that's maybe parenting. I'll
1: splice it in like a good what? producer. Whoa! All right. Um. Okay, I'm gonna do mine, and then I have to. I've got two minutes until my babysitter has to leave to get to the bus stop. Okay. Okay. Um. So, my recommendation is Moana. A Disney movie, have you seen I've, it yet?
0: I haven't seen it yet, but oh, I've heard it's so about it. So
1: good! So it's just a great movie, and it's like there's it's beautiful, the music is awesome. So that's I, so I'm recommending the movie and the soundtrack. We listen to it all the time. Better but it's than also Zootopia? just, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I probably like it better. They're different. One's a musical, epic musical, about like a quest. But that's one of the things I like about it, especially, you know, having little girls. Like, it's – I feel like – I mean, Viv watches Little Mermaid sometimes, and I watch it with her. But I – as an adult now, I look back like, oh, my God, this is really problematic. Moana is – it's problematic yeah there's no romance story it's about a young woman going like feeling called to do something and going on a quest and fucking knocking it out of the park all right ah love her love love moana anyway (laughs) anyway i am moana
0: so as long as we're talking about this love for media we need to wrap up quick so I was talking about Rachel Maddow yesterday, and my wife was like, you have a crush on Rachel Maddow, don't you? And I just, I said, yes, but it's a waste of time.
1: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) For multiple reasons. I was going to say, for many reasons.
0: (laughs) So that's it for this episode of Just a Phase. Please don't forget that you can subscribe, review, and rate our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening.
1: You can also find us on Facebook at Just a Phase Podcast, on Instagram under the same name, and on our website at justafazepodcast.tumblr.com.
0: Just a Phase is produced by Whitney Crispell, and our theme music is Urbana Metronica, the Woo Ya Mix by Spinning Mercaba. It's used under a Creative Commons license.